Welcome back to the Not Gonna Lie podcast. It's John here with Pat. And Pat, I mentioned last week that the Colton Bears are like that meme from the Umbrella Academy, how they're just going in opposite directions. And I think this week really just drove that into the ground. Um, I thought that it was important to get out in front with that one because um, we're going to be talking about both teams, but couldn't be in more opposite directions at this point. Yeah, imagine not having an explosive offense. Couldn't be me. Yeah. I First mean, time well, ever that I've been able to say that. Yeah. Could you could you have ever predicted that the Bears problem would be the defense? Like that sounds like yeah, a dream. Because I because the defense the defense I knew this year was going to be really bad, as I expected. Um, especially against the Dolphins. Um fair enough. Yeah. But uh no, they uh yeah, it's it's just it's it's bananas to watch a team. They're not scoring at will, but like I like I'm still terrified that ah, all right, well, all the momentum's with us. We're gonna throw a stupid pick. But it was just like really nice to Justin Fields sets you know an NFL record, all sorts of things happening. So good times. Yeah. Um so this week is the time where we hold ourselves accountable. We've dug up our old predictions from the beginning of the season, and some of it is not pretty, um, not pretty at all. Uh, but we'll we'll get into those. We'll dive into each division, talk about some of our misses, some of our hits, because I think there's some we did all right in some spots. I think we predicted some things pretty well. Um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked at yours. I'm just looking at mine. So there's a couple of them, and I'm just saying that to make myself feel better. Um, because the Colts are bad and everything sucks. And Frank Reich should be gone tomorrow. He should have already been fired, but we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, the big stories from this week, um, we we're going to start with the Bills. Let's talk about them. So lost to the Jets. Uh, this is a team that when they're hot, they're hot. But when they're not, it's it's been difficult. Um, Josh Allen really struggled to get things going in the past game. Uh, and they had a lot of opportunities to win this game and put it away. Um, to be honest with you, it, like this Jets team, and this is a team that I had going three and 14. Um, but this Jets team is impressive. I mean, Robert yeah. Sala, I remember at the beginning of the year, he was talking about how they kept receipts on what everybody was saying about them. Um, and it was like, oh, ha ha. Yeah, that's great. This was a team that I thought was going to be a year or two away, depending on the development of of um, Zach Wilson. But to be honest with you, they're winning in spite of him. And they're there's a lot to love on both sides of the ball. But obviously, this is a game that the Bills need to win. Um, and they didn't. So what do you what are, what were your some of your takeaways from that game? Um, would it be foolish to say? I've got a comp for you. Okay. Would it be foolish to say? that the Buffalo Bills are very similar to the Alabama Crimson Tide in that they don't win close games. I feel like any time that a game comes down to the wire, rarely is it. It's usually upset city that we're, that we're looking at. And then when they win, they win by, they win big. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. I think that's something you and I talked about, even in some of their wins was that they yeah. didn't look like the most disciplined team on the field. 
No. Like, even when they were dominating and rolling, it wasn't because they were I mean, they, buttoned up football. And, and they, they beat Green Bay last Monday. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen didn't look sharp in that, in the second half. And, and that happened again today. I mean, he mm-hmm. can use his legs like nobody else, but it just, they look off right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, this isn't taking away from what the Jets said, obviously talked about how well they're doing, but I mean, this is a team that, you know, Super Bowl aspirations. And I think that they might be getting a little too far ahead of themselves um, and really have to focus on game in, game out. Yeah. Are you, are you concerned at all? Cause this is a team that we have predicted, like we have high hopes for them moving forward. Is this like, are you concerned at all um, moving forward with what not, you see? Not entirely. Um, and that only is because the only reason why I'm not is because the talent on that team is just kind of too big to fail. Yeah. Um, and you still see like the glimpses of, oh, they're just like, it's all, it's almost like they're just hitting a dry spot or dry spell right now. And then if they peak in December or like, you know, like they're peaking at the right time then we're going to be having the conversation again in December. Can anyone stop this team? Yeah. If the slide gets worse then what is this their second loss of the year? Yeah. Second loss. Like it's, like it's tough to be concerned about a two loss team. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I think, I think the trouble is that like, you know, we, we're not looking at like week 11, we're looking at the Super Bowl for them. And so it's yeah. like, those are just some of the things that come up, but I'm with you. I mean, like looking at the rest of the AFC, uh, there's not a team that I would, would take over them at this point, even with some of their in, undisciplined plays, because they can get it going in a hurry. Um, yep. And they have a lot of talent. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting week of football. Um, I want to talk about the Colts a little bit before we get into our prediction recaps. Um, yeah, I mentioned Frank Reich needs to be fired, and I it's just crazy to me on so many levels. Obviously, Bill Belichick is historically great against rookie quarterbacks, but Frank Reich now assumed full responsibility of developing uh, developing the, the scheme, which, by the way, they've been a terrible first-half team. They haven't led in the first half since, I think it was December of last year which obviously is at this point now 10 games 10 or 11 games um you fire the offensive coordinator marcus brady's gone that means it's really your boat and we talked about it removes a layer of responsibility and now there's nothing left to protect him and you went up and put not only did you put up three points but your defense played an incredible game all things considered with how often they had to be on the field the only time that the Patriots scored an offensive touchdown was off of a blocked punt when they started on the Indianapolis three-yard line. Like, this is a team that defense, and they wouldn't have scored a point at all if it wasn't for the, the fumble on Bobby Okariki. Um, they never put Ellinger in a, in a position to succeed. They had multiple opportunities to just get him some dump-offs, which is what they did with Matt Ryan when Jonathan Taylor was out. They gave him a bunch of dump-offs to Deion Jackson, and he made some things happen. They never made an attempt to try and get him into a rhythm. He was sacked nine, was it nine times today? 
I need to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it was nine times today, which is ridiculous. Sir. That's yeah. Yeah. Nine, nine sacks today. This is the highest offensive, highest paid offensive line in football. And it just feels like they've lost their edge. Um, no, but nobody on the line can block. The the thing is you can't develop a quarterback when he's being sacked nine times. Yeah. Um, like there's no there's no positive to take away from that. There's no well you're getting battle hardened or anything like that. And the greatest example of that is looking at someone like Justin Fields last year, who made his first career start against the Cleveland Browns, and was sacked I believe nine times in that game. And that's just not a recipe for success. I believe they lost that game thirty or maybe it was twenty six to nine, something very similar to the score of today's game. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, you are putting somebody who is not even remotely familiar with the position that they're being thrown into, into an unwinnable situation. And it's, and it's unfair to them. And it's unfair to just about everybody who's got to go along with it and pretend like everything's going to be fine because Sam Ellinger might be a very talented quarterback you're not going to know when you're getting sacked nine times in your second career start because the entire game now that is in your head. You're, you're concerned as hell about just looking over your shoulder and making sure that you're not about to have your legs snapped by, you know, a defensive lineman barreling down on you. Yeah. I I think part of it too. And I I talked about it last week because there were a lot of positives from that commander's game. And we weren't really sure what we were going to get. But I think really what it stems from or what it comes down to is that I think that the locker room is lost. I think Frank lost the locker room. A lot of it has to do with the Naheem Hines trade. Um, but it also plays into um, the the move to bench Matt Ryan. That was a surprise for a lot of guys. And I think that that was sort of a move to, you know, OK, we're, we're tanking like we're not trying to win. And if guys don't think the team is trying to win, then they're not going to put their best effort out because Matt Ryan. It's not even a tanking thing necessarily. It To me, it's a, I have to do everything to keep my job. And yeah. sometimes everything to keep his job just don't align with what's in the best interest of the, the football team in, in general. And, and that is where you lose the guys is when you're out for yourself and not for them. And kind of just feels like he's out for himself and that's you know if you were the head coach for how long has he been there five years now five years yeah five if you were the head coach for five years and suddenly it feels like you're on your way out you too would all and you know me as well we would both be doing whatever we could to keep our job there's nothing to keep him there at this point yeah nothing he 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 had that last layer with with Marcus firing Marcus Brady and then putting on the worst offensive performance in forever. Yep. I couldn't I can't remember the last time, even when we were starting Curtis Painter and Dan Orlovsky, that our offense was this inept. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy. Um and it's just one of those things that uh yeah. I, one last thing before we move on, because we've got lots more to talk about. This team is not bad. Like, to be honest with you, you get a couple average pieces on the offensive line, and you get 
a quarterback who can trend in the right direction, given every all the other talent across the field. Because the defense last couple of weeks, in spite of how bad the offense has been, has played really well. They're a good job of getting after the quarterback. Front line is playing great. Wide receivers have been solid. You have Jonathan Taylor, but it's just a matter of how do you get there? How do you undo the salary cap mess that's been made from the highest offensive paid offensive line in football? And that's going to be yeah. the trouble. Like the, it's it's difficult because it's going to be another season of a couple pieces away of just being right there and not able to get to that next step, which has been the case since Andrew Luck retired pretty much. Yeah. But let's talk about something more exciting. The Bears, three averaging 30 points over the last three games. Justin Fields set the NFL record for rushing yards uh, from a quarterback. Let me know how you're feeling. Talk to me. Uh, I feel like we've been over this before in terms of my attitude towards a lot of these games has been if the offense can show improvement, I'll sacrifice the wins and losses this year because they're probably not going to go anywhere and especially now at three and six really stop focusing on the wins and losses um the offensive development and now last week at the trade deadline you get chase claypool and you start to see him worked into the offense um and granted he only had i think three days of practice with the team this week and then you're still using him in it frequently, not as much as you would. His snap count was certainly down from what you'd see if he was with this team all year or something. Um, the most frustrating part of this game is the fact that I had resorted or I, I, had, I had accepted the fact that defense was not going to allow the Bears to win this game. Fine. Whatever. When the refs take it out of your hands at the end, that's the most demoralizing part of the whole thing. Yeah. Because up until up until the final whistle, it's I st- well, I still want them to win. Like I yeah. like yeah, of course yeah, of course yeah. Like the the pos- like you take the positive of the loss and you know improving your draft stock after you uh, like after the game is over, but mm-hmm. during the game, it's just. Please, for the love of God, pull this off. You've been playing so well. But Justin Fields is the best feeling that I've ever had towards a quarterback in terms of they're in their youth. Uh, Like, you know, year two of their of their of their contract. I was thinking about this in the shower earlier. We still have at least two years of Justin Fields. And then we have the fifth year option, probably, which I would pick up today after that performance and he's playing his ass off right now with the minimal talent that he does his stat line would have been even better if Equinemia St. Brown could hold on to the ball and just certain things kind of going through this and you just think about it and it's god it's so exciting because the whole the problems with this team are able to be addressed with what you have in the offseason to where you can probably be competing for a wild card spot next year yeah um and a lot of that hinges on the fact that you have your quarterback and that's something that we have not experienced at least in my lifetime um so it's just nice it's nice to it's nice to have that feeling 
Yeah, I, I was listening back to our first podcast we did at the beginning of the year um, and talking about predictions. And we spent a good bit of time talking about the Bears. And uh, I, I the one thing that we both came to like the conclusion on was uh, that if the Bears go 6-11, and 11, that's okay, as long as it's a 6-11 and 11 with progress, like something yeah. that you feel good about. Um, and, you know, a couple bounces go their way. Things look different. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the Equimania St. Brown catch or, or non-catch. I'm thinking about Darnell Mooney on Thursday Night Football against the Commanders. Um, like this is a team that's a couple bounces away from being in a pretty good spot. Um, so yeah, definitely encouraging. Offense looks great. Claypool can will I, get worked into the offense. Can I bring up something else too? Is the fact that this corresponding with a time in which uh, you know, Umbrella Academy verbal meme, two cars passing, you know. Obviously, for podcast purposes, the whole cult, the whole cult Bears thing means something. Uh-huh. But for a Bears fan, the whole Packers Bears thing is, mm. is really important too. I'm going to apologize for my dog in the background, but there's really no way to stop that right now. Um, and Stacey, you got to leave. <laughs> and it's and it's the Packers. Good God! Uh, and it's the fact that Aaron Rodgers is so bad right now. Through three picks, and it was awesome. And they're three and six. They're just as bad as us. But we're kind of better because our our offense is just so good, and I and I feel like we're going into a game that's not going to mean anything with both of these teams so bad in about three weeks, I think, or four weeks, and I think the Bears can win. I really do, and that's so fun. That's so fun to me. Yeah, I I, I saw you posted a, a tweet about something about like a banner of the the Bears being bad, or, or not the Bears being bad, but a banner about the uh, at least the Packers are bad, um, which as as you mentioned, as a, as a uh, Bears fan, has to feel pretty good. So things are looking up in Chicago. Yeah. Things are things are looking up. Things are moving in the right direction. All right, yes. let's let's talk about these predictions. We'll go quick division by division. We'll make our picks for next week, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Uh, so the first one that I want to start with is the NFC West. Uh, for me, at least a couple, I, I think I got half, right. Could be three out of four. We'll see how things shake out. Um, the first one I got way wrong was the Seahawks. I'm going three and 14. I didn't anticipate Geno Smith, Ken Walker, um, Tariq Woolen. I didn't, I didn't anticipate just the Seahawks in general. I mean, they're playing good no. football, um, top of the NFC West as of now, a lot to feel good about. Um, and then it's really a decision in the off season of, okay, are you going to try and ride it out with Gino and see where that gets you? Or do you look for another quarterback or maybe draft a guy in the second or third round that you hope can, can develop. Um, so way wrong on the Seahawks, uh, Cardinals. I have at nine and eight, which I think feel, I feel good about that one. We even talked about, uh, Kyler Murray's call of duty in that podcast, which it's stupid how, true it is he's 0-2 uh since the game dropped uh Rams at 11 and 6 that one I think is a miss uh offensive line struggles not going great for them Uh, and then finally have the Niners at 13 and 4 I don't think they get to 13 and 4 because I think that would 
be them winning nine in a row. But Trey Lance goes down, Jimmy G comes back, uh, and they also sign Christian McCaffrey. This is a team that I had coming out of the NFC, and I feel good about doubling down on that um, because this is a good squad. Injuries are always an issue for them, it seems like, but this is a team that is a good is a good squad and will be playing football in January. Yeah. Um, so funny thing, I for some reason have your pick saved. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't have mine. However, I remember a great deal of mine. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'll I'll hit on I'll hit on the major points. And that was I had the Rams in the NFC championship game. And I also had the Seattle Seahawks um as the worst team in football this year, tied with only the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons, I believe. And none of that is going off. Yeah. yeah. Um I was also high on the I was also high on the Cardinals and I was high on the and I was not high on the 49ers because I thought that they were rushing Trey Lance into things and I thought Jimmy G could work that offense better. I made that prediction before the year and look where we are now. Maybe Trey Lance would be doing well with the offensive weaponry that San Francisco has, but Jimmy G seems to be doing just fine and that defense is awesome. Um yeah. so I guess the overarching point here is that I'm stupid (laughs) and that the Seahawks are a lot better than I thought that they were. I'm going to be honest with you. That's going to be the overarching thing for a lot of these divisions and predictions that I've made. So if you take anything away from the podcast, take away that we are stupid, um, but but sometimes smart. Uh, All right. NFC East, another miss the giants at three and 14. Uh, the Commanders at eight and nine, which I feel good about, and then we have Cowboys at ten and seven, which you know they might finish ten and seven. They might they're going to probably finish in that range, but I will say I was wrong about them um, because I talked about issues with that offensive line, issues with the defense, issues with their wide receiver core, um, and I feel like the defense they're playing at a high level. They're one of the best in football right now, um, yeah. and offensively. I mean, we have to wait and see when Stat gets fully worked back in, but they look just fine. No issues there. Um, and then finally, I have the Eagles at 11 and 6. I think that was one of my hits. They're probably going to shoot past that here in like literally five weeks. Um, but at least I've got them at the top of the division in my predictions. Um, so we'll take wins where we can get them. And that, I think, counts as a win. Um. I'm because I'm looking at yours. It's just kind of tough to remember what I was doing. Um, wait, what was the last team that you said just now? The Eagles, eleven and six. Okay, I remember having the Eagles okay, but having the Cowboys unbelievably good. Yes, and I think it was like and five, it, I think fifteen and two, two or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I also had the New York Giants very bad. And while I think that they're a fraudulent six and two, agreed. Um. They're still they're fraudulent because their coaching is good and their roster is not. I think that that's kind of what I'm getting at. Um, 
and then the commanders are also not good, but Taylor Heineke is just a wagon of excitement. Um, the cover machine. Yeah, I for the Cowboys, it's if they can get out of their own way, then they'll be fine. Yeah, uh, that defense is so good, and Tony Pollard is so good. Yes, He's playing Ezekiel Elliott so much. <laughs> no reason for him to, you know, take the take the heaviest share of snaps. Like that still does not make sense. And then Dak Prescott looks a little off right now. Doesn't look like he's regained what he had last year. That's yeah. fine. They're still getting by. They're going to be okay. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the next few weeks play out and how teams level off and such. And obviously Eagles are a wagon right now, but the uh, just kind of looking at Dallas, they just kind of keep with it and stick with it. They could either A, win this division late in the year, or they could yep. just be the best wild card team by far. Mm. So, yeah, no, I agreed. And I, I'm I'm more than willing to give Dak some time coming back from his injury. Um, like, I have, yeah. no, I have no issues rushing a judgment. I still think he's an upgrade over Cooper Rush. No offense to him. Cooper Rush played great. Um, played really good football. Um, but I'm, I'm willing to give him a little more time. NFC North are the Bears at six and eleven, the Lions at eight and nine, the Vikings at ten and seven, and then the Packers. I had, I believe, also at ten and seven, um, winning the division. So, I think I'm right on the Bears. Lions, they're going to need a little bit. Uh, Vikings probably underrated them a little bit in what Kevin O'Connell could do, and then the Packers are the Packers. That's that's what I've got. I had the uh, I had the Packers winning this division, and I had the Vikings in third, and I think I had the Bears in second, uh, and going for that seventh wild card spot, um, and I think I had them at ten and seven doing that. Uh, they're not going to hit that. They're three and six now, but again, as I kind of said earlier, take it. It's fine. Yeah, I, I like I I'm having my fun now. Just don't. <laughs> Don't rain on my parade. Don't get no, like, I, I really just hope to God that Justin Fields makes it through each week with his health intact. And we can just kind of keep going with this entertainment machine from week to week. Uh, and then I also had the lines at three and 14. I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, because I don't respect Dan Campbell as a head coach. And I feel pretty good about that right now. Uh, I watched Hard Knocks with the rest of us. And uh yeah they certainly looked fun against their own defense um and we're and we're not shocked because that defense is terrible that offense is kind of fun sometimes until they play like a real opponent uh but yeah uh the big surprise here of course is just the vikings just kind of sticking with it and being a weird seven and one team yeah, very weird. Like that's yeah. I six don't know wins how... in a row. Yeah, uh, yeah. After being embarrassed on Monday night, they've just I don't I don't feel like they've ever really dominated a game. They've just been consistently in and winning. Yep. Which really is all you need at the end of the day. All right, one final division: the NFC, the South. I had the Falcons at five and twelve, which honestly, I still feel good about. 
I think that they probably win five or six games through the rest of the year. Um, and the Panthers are eight and nine, which was a big miss. I'll own up to that big miss for sure. Uh, Baker Mayfield might be back as the starting quarterback after one week of PJ Walker magic. It went away very quickly. Uh, and then uh, the Bucks and Saints both at 11 and six. Uh, Saints, obviously, I anticipated something way different happening uh, with them this season. No more James Winston, but things are encouraging for them. Offense looked good last week. We'll see how they fare against the Ravens tomorrow night. Uh, but I think that I, that I had them going to the NFC Championship game. I I don't know if I still want to say that they will. I don't want to double down sure. on that take. Um, but last week was encouraging. This week will be a true telltale. What do we have here? Yeah, I'm not. I'm certainly not sold on Dennis Allen as a head coach. Um, I think they have to just wash their hands of Michael Thomas this offseason. That's going to be pretty big on their priority list. It's just yeah. not not worth going into a year thinking that you have a wide receiver one when you don't. Um, and Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave are really nice. Um, and I think that you will be happy to move forward with Chris Olave as wide receiver one and part ways with Michael Thomas. It's a shame that it's a, it just, it's such a weird situation where it's this toe and you can't help but think, God, I feel like he could come back sooner than, than never at yeah. this point. Yeah. Then being essentially um, shut down for the year. So that, that doesn't help new Orleans with him going out. Cause he's, you know, it's slant master still super talented. Um, just a kind of a bizarre situation. This whole division is bizarre because we thought that, or at least I thought, excuse me, that Tampa Bay would run away with this. And I thought that the saints were going to struggle pretty hard. Um, I think that you can kind of swap the saints and, uh, and Panthers in the, in my prediction. Cause I, I also think that I had the Panthers either nine and eight or 10 and seven. Yeah. I I thought Baker's going to, yeah, I I was like, Baker's going to kind of turn this thing around and, it just it felt right didn't work out uh that said i like i i don't i have a hard time betting against tampa bay winning this division yeah. i know that you're still kind of high on new orleans and we aren't really giving any attention to the falcons who have certainly played hard in every single game that they've played this year they're probably not going to get the results throughout the rest of the year to put them in a position to win it. No, but I'm not, I'm not counting out touchdown Tom right now. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I mean, that was the thing going into the year. I think when we talked about it, it was, I had concerns for the offensive line uh, in in, uh, Tampa Bay, but I still wasn't going to bet against Tom Brady. Like I'm a Colts fan. Like I've lived, I've lived it. It, I've had my yeah. heart broken so so many times, so it would be dumb to to not count them out. And yeah, I I would say if I'm placing a, a bet, it's going to be on Tampa Bay. They're probably the the favorite to win that division, and they probably will win it, um, because of weird games like today. Like that's just yeah. how it goes. That's just how it goes. Um, that was 
uh, I, I had, I took that under from Hitman uh, on passing yards, which I think was 271 and a half. He ended with 280 because of that final drive and Ugh. 45 yards or whatever the case it was. And he wouldn't have had that if Scotty Miller had caught the ball with two minutes left. Yep. Yep. There were a lot of opportunities for it to. Plenty. Yeah. Ugh. But that's life. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Uh, all right. Moving to the AFC. The AFC West. What a doozy. Can I take the lead on this one? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember having the Bronco. I had the Broncos winning this division. Mm-hmm. I had the Raiders finishing in last, which yippee ki I still had them winning 10 games. <laughs> They're so bad. Josh McDaniels is a terrible head coach. Just downright terrible. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs are still kind of king in that division until further notice because I'm relatively convinced that Andy Reid is the only good head coach in that division. I really want Brandon Staley to work. It's Mm-mm. not. Mm-mm. It's bad. It's Mm-mm. bad. And I really want Nathan, like Nathaniel Hackett seems like a good dude. I have not been able to figure out what he's doing. And it kind of felt like it started to click for him in London on that last drive for him and Russ. And now they have a week off and that I feel like has to be the worst thing for them. If I were them, I'd be like, can we move up a game? Because we, we finally got it going. We don't want to lose it. Um, and then you also have to remember that they beat the Jags. So it wasn't like the most impressive thing. Um, just absolutely ass backwards of a division right now. Um, uh, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm with you. I had everyone winning 10 or more games, Raiders, Broncos and chiefs all winning 10 and then the chargers winning 11. Um, I had hoped that Brandon Staley would turn a page. He didn't. Uh, there were a lot of expectations for this division. I, We were talking about it, it was going to be the hardest division in football. There were so many good teams. Like There's a legit shot that all four of them go to the playoffs. And now, now here we are. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, and that's about all we can count on. Um, and that's really all, all there is to say. Uh, all right. Um, AFC. I want to quickly update you because I'm not sure if I was – not sure if this was recorded or not when we were talking about my fantasy team. I don't think that we had started, but I oh, was no. down 103. I was down 102.4 to 103.5 mm-hmm. with the Chiefs defense because this game went to overtime. Chiefs kicked a field goal. And then on uh on uh on defense, we just got two sacks in a row. We have won the game 104.4 to 103.5, pending any stat <laughs> corrections. Oh boy. Huge day for Jerry Jones's glory hole. <laughs> That's incredible. That is incredible. Derrick Henry came up five yards short for me. Um, but we'll take it. We will take it. We are recording. Yeah, we're new day. We're recording on Sundays now. And so we're going to record the end of Sunday night football. And so maybe we can take a quick, we have three divisions left, but let's just talk a little bit about this game that just ended. Um, if I'm Ryan Tannehill, I have to be jumping for joy because Malik Willis has looked awful. Uh, there are like small moments of flashing excitement, but he would not be starting this year if it wasn't for an injury. 
Um, and I think Tannehill's got that job locked down for this year and honestly, maybe even next year. But Mahomes threw 68 passes, 446 yards. But the Chiefs barely hold on in overtime. Make it make, make it make sense. Make it make sense. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, if you if you were firing one coach in the AFC West tomorrow, let me rephrase: if if firing a coach in that division turned a team into a playoff team. As long as, you know, you pick a replacement that you deem worthy. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, the record certainly helps that because they're in a position where they would be able to. Um, so let me let me whittle it down a little bit further. Okay. Nathaniel Hackett and Josh McDaniels is what I was getting at. Pick one. I think... With with Nathaniel Hackett, it's tough because is the guy that you're hiring going to turn Russ back into previous Russ? Is the one is the main question. Um, and then with with the with the Raiders, I mean maybe maybe the Raiders just aren't a good football team. So if I had to pick one, I think it would be the Broncos because they legitimately have a top three defense in the NFL. Um, and if they can somehow figure out to recapture what Russ has done. This is a team that could, I mean, who knows? Maybe they did turn a corner. Maybe they figured things out. The defense has kept them in countless games. Um, so if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Hackett. Just because may, I, I don't know if the Raiders are good. Yeah, it's a very bizarre. What, what did they start last year with Gruden? 5-0? and oh? Yeah, something like and that. And then Gruden gets fired. And I'm pretty sure had to have been the first coach to be undefeated and get fired. Um, and it had nothing to do with the the team's performance, sure. Yeah. Um, but then you still find them in a position. They, they still went to the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. even though Rick Pisaccia did everything in his power to not go to the playoffs. Um, even with the Packers, he can go fuck himself. Um, and even though there was a day where it sounded like the Bears had hired him and I was totally in on Rich Bittaccia being the Bears coordinator. Um, like, what happened? Because they added Devontae Adams and he's incredible. Yeah. Like, clearly the chemistry is there with him and Derek Carr and that was on full display this week. Yeah. They've lost three games, though, this year. Did you send this stat or did someone else send it where it was that they've lost three games this year that they've been up by 17 in? No, I, I didn't send that, but that's that's crazy. Crazy. That's so bad. That's so bad. I think the biggest difference, and I don't know what makes it this way, but they were one of the best teams in the NFL last year in one-score games. And so far this season, they are 2, 3, 4, 0 oh and 5 in one-score games unbelievable and and it doesn't even look like it's going to correct itself at some point it because they look worse than that yeah yeah but they get the colts next week so you never know um okay afc east 
another team I was very wrong on the Jets, three and fourteen. Uh, they look great. They are fun. They they're fun. Like they're so fun. Yeah. Just to watch and the energy they bring. Um, Dolphins at nine and eight. They definitely look like a team that's better than nine and eight so far. So I'm willing to say I missed on that one, just because of how well Mike McDaniel's able to get Tyreek and Jalen Waddle involved in the offense. Patriots at ten and seven. I might I might call that one a miss. I know that I think they're five and four. I think they're five and four. Yeah. Um, but they just, I don't know. I, I don't like what I've seen out of Mac Jones. The defense is elite. No. Um, with just whatever pieces put together. And maybe I'm calling them elite because I watched them dismantle the, the Colts. And maybe that means nothing. But they're a good example of a team that should try and figure out everything else before they draft their next quarterback. Like yeah. There are just some teams that should be doing that. And if that means writing it out on rookie contracts with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi for the mean in the meantime, it's fine because they're relatively equal. Um, I think Mac Jones is probably better, even though Bailey Zappi's is quite the spark plug. Um, where Mac Jones will at least be able to show you what is working and what is not based on what the personnel around him is. Um, yeah. And so you build everything else up around him in an off season or two and it's still not working and it probably won't. That's when you got to go elsewhere. So unless, and you and I talked about this when we were in Illinois and that was if they sign Lamar Jackson in this off season, things drastically change. And that's also something I could 100% see happening. Yeah, that would, that would be something. I mean, if, if Lamar were to, I mean, we talked about this, but if Lamar were to hit the free agent market, it would be like, think Peyton Manning in 2011 times 25. Like oh, that's, yeah. that's how much the, the interest will, will be there. Um, it never worked out for him post free agency, but like Blake Griffin is an interesting example and comparison there. Because yeah. I remember when the Clippers were courting him to come back they threw him like this immersion experience of you walk in and you're like, they, they fake raised his, his Jersey into the rafters. Yeah. And that's one hell of a thing to do for a player who you're going to trade six months later. Um, But like, that will be the type of courting process for Lamar Jackson. He'll just be like, Hey, look, we're gonna put you in. We're gonna put you on our wall of fame before you even sign here, just to you, show you like, what it would mean. You're in the ring of honor immediately yeah. as soon as you walk yeah. in. Your week yeah. one is gonna be your induction. Yeah, I'm super pumped for someone to call the cornerback on the Bears, Lamar Jackson, this offseason, and be like, "We really want to bring you in. We really think that we can get a deal done. <laughs> just have the wrong agent." All right, and then my last team in the AFC East was the Bills, 12-5. and five. I don't know. Probably. I'm okay with that, 12-5. and five. I, I like had them 17-0, and they're very bad. <laughs> they're not very bad. They're still very good, but they're not 17-0. Yeah, that's right. That would have been crazy, though, That like, had they done that. Yeah, that was over pretty quick, so. Yeah. Um. I think we had about the same layout 
for the AFC East. I think we were both in the same boat with the Jets. Um, so this sounds really dumb. Is it possible that this playoff predictor website that we used, I think this is what's going on. I think that it is adjusting after each week, it is adjusting what my picks are. Oh, okay. Yeah. To I like update what it actually is. Yes. Cause like that would explain why the Jets are sit are I have like the Jets at seven and ten. Uh-huh. And I have the Bills at 15 and two, but I know for a fact who are their two division. Yeah, they're they're their two losses are against the division. So it's updating. Yeah. That's pretty neat. All right, cool. Oh, cool okay. You got here I need it. Okay, interesting. I'll have to take a peek at, at what mine looks like moving forward, but that's cool. It's very cool. Um, oh wow. Very so <laughs> based just look just a brief overview of what, what things look like. Um, I have the Broncos making the playoffs at nine and eight. Uh, as well as the Rams making it in at eight and nine. So interesting. That that's actually okay, that so is that's really, what's left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. Maybe next week we'll 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 dive into those. All right. We've got two so divisions. For, so based on what's left, just FYI, the Bears, yeah. three seed in the NFC, ten and seven. No way. <laughs> that, that is are, are you gonna are you gonna double down on that take? Is that no, I'm not. Play? They play Bills on Christmas Eve. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh my god, they're gonna lose that game by 40. Oh this, this defense is so bad. All right, I'm sorry. Okay, two divisions left. The AFC North. Uh, Wait, I'm going to interrupt you one more time. Yeah, I find it very funny that I just figured this out, and we've already gone through six of the eight divisions. I'm like, I think I'm looking at your picks. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know. what's wrong. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, oh, but that's all right. That's all right. That's how it goes. Um, okay, AFC North. I have the Steelers and Browns at 5 and 12. I had the Bengals at 11 and six and Ravens at 12 and five. All right. So with what's left, uh-huh. I have the Ravens at 12 and five, the Bengals at 12 and five, the Steelers at five and 12 and the Browns at five and 12, lots of fives and 12s in there. That um, is, that is nearly identical to what, my predictions are you had the yeah. I think the only thing that's different is you have the Bengals winning one more. That's crazy. You have the Bengals winning one more game. I um we kind of had this conversation beforehand of can we talk about what's wrong with the Bengals? And it's I don't know because they finally committed to the run today. And yeah. look what happened. Granted, you're playing the Carolina Panthers, but it still was kind of what we expected to see from this team all along. Yeah, where they kind of thought, well, we entered the ranks of being a Super Bowl favorite, so we should be passing the ball way more than we have to. And what got them to where they were last year was, yeah, the splash play. But Jamar Chase is hurt right now. Run the football, and they finally yeah. do it. And Joe Mixon gets into the end zone five times, once through the air, four times on the ground. Like it was like they had forgotten that he existed until this week. Um. Yeah, the Ravens are good. In my heart of hearts, I would say that the Bengals still kind of find a way to pull this out. Um, because I, I don't trust the Ravens with... I don't know. I, I think Roquan Smith is bad. I just do. 
I've said that for the last few weeks, and I just mm-hmm. think that he's bad, and I think that they overpaid for him, and I couldn't be happier, but I don't, I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. One last, one last division. I mean, I, oh, on the on the Bengals thing, I'm with you. Um, I think that losing Jamar Chase is unfortunate, but it's worked in their favor, um, definitely. But it, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they play a team that's not the Panthers how well the run game works. Um, one last division, the AFC South. Texans at three and fourteen. Feel great about that one. Jags at seven and ten. I still don't hate that. I know that I don't know if the I think that they got their second win today, um, but I think they're starting to figure things out. ETN looks like the guy, and Trevor Lawrence is still figuring it out. I want to give like I want to give him that time to figure it out. Um, and then I also have the Titans at seven and ten. I think they're six and two now. So or no, they are five and three. Um, they're five and three with I think it's a negative twelve point differential. Um, so, and uh, probably a lot of that comes from the Bills game, but whatever, you know, figure that, whatever. Um, and then I have the Colts at 10 and 7. No comment. I remember for a fact that I had uh, the Colts going 15 and 2. And I was really high on that. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen. Um, which is a little tricky for a few reasons, but uh, with what is left on the board kind of a thing. Uh, I am looking at the 11 and 6 Titans, the 9, 7, and 1 Colts because it factors in the tie, which makes sense now that I'm looking at this, and I can't believe I didn't pick up on that until now. The 5 and 12 Jags and the 3, 13 and 1 Texans. I totally called that tie. Um, the Colts very bad. I mean, the Titans are going to run away with this division at this point. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's, like there's I, no one that there's no somebody, one. Somebody has to win it, and it's going to be them. Yeah. Um. They're certainly in the best position to win games down the stretch. Maybe not many, but they're going to win at least a game. And I think that that's all they'll need at this point. Um, Texans bad, Jags bad, but better than the worst of the bad. I like that. Eloquently said. I like that expert analysis. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's why I've got a football podcast there, JT. That is right. That is right. All right. Let's make our picks. For this week, and then let's get out of here. Um, I went one and two again. I I have I'm one and strat- one. I still have the Ravens tomorrow. I have a new strategy. Yes, I'm very interested. I teased it to you at the beginning when we were talking, but I didn't say what it was. Um, my one win of this week was the Titans plus 13 and a half. And I'll tell you how I came to that number is I looked at that and it's like, yeah. The Titans are bad. They probably don't play. They probably don't have Ryan Tannehill. And the Chiefs are good. They just dropped 40 on the Niners. And then I did the opposite of whatever I thought was right. So we're going to try out a bold strategy. And I'm going to find the weirdest lines, the lines that don't make sense to me, the ones that are so obvious, except for Thursday. 
because I made the mistake of going against the Falcons and I won't do that. And I'll tell you right now, I'm taking the Falcons plus two and a half or sorry, minus two and a half. Minus two and a half. Yep. I'm on against that the Panthers. Okay. We're okay. both on that. Uh, that that one will take because that's just a wagon that doesn't count towards the other predictions but looking at looking at the line the first one that i i came across was the raiders are six point favorites against the colts and in my heart thinking about that it's like there's no way the raiders suck like the how are they six point favorites blah 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 I'm taking the Raiders minus six. That's my first one because I don't, I can't see how the Colts can't keep it within a touchdown against them, which is exactly why I'm taking the Raiders. So Raiders okay. minus six is my first pick. All right. Um, after, cause we've covered Atlanta minus two and a half. Yep. Uh, I'm taking the wonder. The, or excuse me. It's not a wonder though. It's a Lermany. Um, or thunder, I believe. Yeah. Never mind. I, I I replaced the wrong word. Yeah. What about a lunich? A lunich. <laughs> no, that's still London and Munich. Um, oh. oh, yeah. Uh, it, it'd be a it'd be a munder. Um, there it is. I like it. Um, I'm taking the munder, which is probably like a slur or something, and I'm going to be in a lot of trouble tomorrow. The under is 45 and a half. I can't believe that they're giving us a total in a Buccaneers game. That's 45 and a half. <laughs> I'm taking the under 45 and a half. All right. And then for my third game, there were a couple of runaway, like, I can't believe they're getting this line type of thing. Um, and I feel like I'm going to get in trouble and pick the wrong one. But the one that stands out to me the most is Buffalo minus seven and a half. Like, I think that against Minnesota, like, I think that they are two touchdown favorite minimums against them, which is why I'm taking Vikings plus seven and a half, because everyone knows the Bills are a wagon. We talked about this and they're probably going to win by three scores, but I don't care. This is my new strategy. I'm desperate. Give me the, the Vikings plus seven and a half. Um, the Bears and Lions play next week. They're giving us a total of 47 and a half, I believe. I'm looking at it again, getting back to it. Think of me uh, switching back and forth. 47 and a half. I think the Bears and Lions, both teams, might hit this on their own. This is going to, like, SMU and Houston played this past weekend. And I believe the final score of that game was 77 to 63. Mm -hmm. We might get that in the pros next week with just how little of an impact both of these defenses have. Obviously, Detroit played really well this today against Green Bay. I think that it's a product of Green Bay being ass on offense. Um, and then that offense wasn't super productive, but they're playing the Bears next week, and me and a group of fifth graders could probably score a touchdown or two on the Bears defense right now. Um, I believe a text that I sent today was, you know, Justin Fields looking great is awesome for us, but, uh, it's really nice to have tank commander, Nicholas Morrow, uh, pulling up the rear in our linebacker section right now. 
just making sure that we are not going to do anything to mess with our draft pick this at this moment in time. Um, as long as we beat the pack, just finish the year four and thirteen, beat the Packers. Let's call it the day. Sounds good. Happy Pat. Sounds good. Uh, I'm I'm pissed because that is such a good pick. I'm so I'm so mad. That's such a good pick. Over 47 and a half is crazy. And in your new formula, you'd take the under. Yeah, but that's just such a good pick. Oh my word. <laughs> I can't because we're already on the same the same uh, Thursday night game. So I have to be I have to go different. Um whatever. This is dumb. I hate this already. Um, football, football is, these are the, these are the weeks that test you. I'm probably going to go two and four this week in fantasy. The Colts suck. Um, like these are, these are the weeks where you question really what it's all about. And this is where the love for football grows deeper. Um, or I just leave altogether, um, which probably won't happen. Uh, but that is At all what from point us. In, in your betting uh, do we just decide to have you forfeit and send me the remaining balance in your account? Um, never, because I will just kamikaze my bets and lose on purpose so you don't get a penny <laughs> from me because it's all gone. I have no money left. I will be taking you to bankruptcy court, my friend. <laughs> Good luck. He bankrupted his Barstool Sportsbook account because I was going to beat him. Because <laughs> I, I had a better hunch on these Thursday night football games. <laughs> I'm going to start taking the heavy underdogs. That's all. I'm going to take, or I'll take like the Bills minus 30 or something like that so I can get it like plus 1100 and then come back and win. I think I think I should get I think I should get five of those through the rest of the year. I get five weird ones to like, give me a chance. <laughs> what do you think about that? Just to make things interesting. I'm opposed. I'm not opposed. Because honestly, at this point, it. at this point, it's like, I'm losing them anyways. So it's like, might as well like put higher stakes on it on the yeah. off chance that something goes my way. I mean, yeah. we'll, we, we can both, how about we both get five? We'll both get five, and if I'll, I'll, yeah, I might not use them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just we both have the opportunity to, to do five to to shake things up in the second half of the season. Um, yeah, deal. I like it already. You're going down. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We'll get out of here. We will see you guys next week.